Welcome to Fides Podcast. My name is Jerry Serino, and I am your host. Fides means truth in Latin, and truth is what I do here. Thanks for listening. Now let's get right to it. Okay, and welcome to Fides Podcast. Again, this is Jerry Serino. I am your host, and I'm uh, I'm doing an episode, a real special episode today. I'm recording it on Saturday. I will release it on Sunday, and um, the next day, Monday, is when we're going to have the, the Senate vote for soon-to-be Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett. Very, very exciting. Um, lots going on in D.C. right now. And I have uh, on my show today a special guest. Uh, her name is Autumn Lindsay. She's a part of the group um, uh, Students for Life. I've actually had a couple of colleagues of hers from the Students for Life organization, which really is a great organization I've gotten to know just recently. And Lindsay, uh, Autumn is actually in DC. So welcome Autumn to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk about all the fun things that have been happening this month. Excellent. Excellent. Thanks so much. So, so tell me about what you and your organization have been doing, say for the past week or two, or however long you've been in DC. So I've actually been in DC for the last month. Uh, it was kind of last minute, you know, with the seat being open, we kind of scrambled, okay, now what's our game plan? What are we going to be doing? So students for life, got together five girls. We call ourselves the SCOTUS squad. And we've actually been living in DC to be the boots on the ground for this nomination hearing as well as the election. Students with as an organization is doing all kinds of stuff. This weekend, we have deployments in in dozens of different cities. Um, we have so many students and staff members who are all over the place. You know, we're in Minnesota, we're in Florida, we're in Philadelphia uh, to door knock, do phone calls, texts, as well as encourage our senators to confirm Amy Coney Barrett. Uh, but here in DC for the last month, the SCOTUS squad has been doing some fun things. We've been at so many different protests. We crashed the Women's March, uh, which was definitely an interesting experience. I would say that's actually one of the most crazy days I've had as a pro-life activist. Just the backlash that we saw there was was insane. Um, but yeah, we've just been here to support Amy Coney Barrett, be there to represent the pro-life generation and do all that we can to make sure that she fills that seat. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Thanks for all that you're doing. I have been seeing a, a lot of what you and your group uh, have been doing and up against. Um, I, I, I wanted to ask about, and it's I'm glad you brought up the the women's, uh, the women's day or whatever they were calling it that was going on. And I know you were, you and your group were there. Tell me about what you saw uh, from the people there, how their response was or reaction was to you. And then I'll ask you, how does it make you feel as a woman that these people are sort of claiming to represent women? So the day of the march, we had uh, dozens of students, dozens of students who are ready to jump out there. I always found it a little bit ironic that women are having to crash the women's march, right? That they have excluded us so far out right. that we feel like we have to crash it in order to be involved because it was very clear that we were not welcome there. Um, but we kind of camped out at SCOTUS and our game plan was, you know, they had their rally and then they kind of ended around SCOTUS. So we were there right around the corner. We jumped in front of them with our pro-life signs 
we had a she could be campaign and the messaging behind that was she could be Ruth Bader Ginsburg she could be Amy Coney Barrett she could be anybody but she can't be anything if she's aborted so we had signs of pre-born babies in the womb um, just you know, highlighting what this really is, right? That life is inside the womb and abortion is ending a human life. Um, but I mean, it was crazy. I was standing there, I had my bullhorn, I had my sign, I was getting pushed, punched. A woman said, if you don't stop recording, I'm gonna rip your phone out of your hand. She proceeded to rip <laughs> my phone out of my hand. Um, I mean, I had this woman who had her bullhorn right here in my ear following me around. And the pro-life movement, I mean, we are very peaceful, calm and, we stay right there. Right. So I was like, I'm going to stand here. So if people are coming up to me, it's going to be them approaching me. We didn't right. approach people. We didn't follow them around. We didn't harass them, but we had people spray paint our students, our signs. We had people dump water all over us, scream at us, harass us. Uh, there was one young lady who wasn't a part of our group, but she was a Trump supporter who got punched in the face and had to go to the hospital. So, I mean, just the things that happened were insane. The violence that we saw was ridiculous. And yet, I don't think any of us were really surprised because that side embraces violence. I mean, look at what abortion is. They're there to advocate for abortion, which is one of the greatest acts of violence in our nation. Um, and so I think that although it was crazy, although it was a little bit shocking, really, I don't think any of us were too, too surprised at what it was. I also had a fun opportunity before the march, there was a rally and me and a couple of team members, we went down there and we did man on the street interviews. Um, and every single person I said, you know, why are you here today? And they would say, well, I'm here because I believe women should be in high places of power. I'm here because I support women. And then I would say, okay, well, do you support Amy Coney Barrett? And they would say, absolutely not. And so just the irony of their platform is so confusing and the logic does not follow. Um, but every single person there, it was really, I don't like calling it the women's march. I think we need to call it what it is. It was a pro-abortion march. It was an anti-ACB march. It was an anti-Trump march. And talking to the people there proved that 100%. Yeah. So let me ask you, did you see oh, any Trump supporters, anyone from your group or any other, you know, either pro-life or conservative group, did you see any of them being violent towards the other, the counter protesters? No, I didn't. Um, there were some people where, you know, you'd go in and there's just a big mess of people and it was always the pro-choicers being aggressive. I actually had a few pro-choicers come up to me and we're on opposite ends of this, right? And they had to come up and say, are you okay? I am so sorry. Mm -hmm. You know, they're crossing a line and it was obvious and there's cops everywhere, but it's such a chaotic day. It's a little bit hard to keep it all steady and calm. Um, and I think that it's interesting too, right? You know, the protests, it's just a weird environment, right? We're there, you know, we're screaming in bullhorns, but none of us were being aggressive. Um, we did lots of training beforehand with our students of, you know, if this happens, this is our response. You know, if somebody comes and attacks you, you don't, you don't one up them, right? You retract, right. you, you stand there, you stand your ground. Um, so we did our best. We wanted to be safe. We had a, one of our staff members who's pregnant and we mm -hmm. hooked her up to a Doppler. And so we were able to project the heartbeat into a megaphone, but we had a security guard dedicated just to her because we wanted to make sure that our students were safe above all. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think it is interesting that, you know, our side is trying to stop something that's obviously horribly violent and evil and they, the other side, are the ones who get angry 
to the point of violence, right? I mean, you never, I mean, look, no one's perfect and there's no perfect person on, on either side. And, and you did, you said there were, you know, good people who on the pro-abortion side or that were saying, Hey, this doesn't represent us, but there were still plenty of people that were behaving that way and zero from your side. Right. And that, and that is very telling. It kind of reminds me a little bit of, you know, of what I've studied or any of us have studied about the civil rights movement. Right. I mean, here you had a horrible treatment of blacks, you know, violence upon them, horrible, disrespectful treatment, and they would peacefully protest and others would be violent towards them. And I, I almost think that it's the way people react when they're told to their face that they're wrong and they know it. And I, I feel that all these women and men, I mean, it's not just women, know that they're wrong, know that abortion is evil, and uh, they can't take it that, uh, that you're out there telling them, telling them so. Right. And they don't have the reason on their side. They don't have right. the science. I think that was one of the most powerful things, too, is amongst the craziness, if you looked around, there was one-on-one -on -one conversations happening. And I think that that was really important and really powerful mm -hmm. because- it is rare that you get to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with somebody that, you know, you don't know that is completely on the opposite end of you when it comes to a topic like this, but just that opportunity of, Hey, why are you out here? Uh, and having that conversation and walking the line and what we saw a lot of it, they don't know how to back up what they're saying. Mm -hmm. You know, the pro-lifers can, okay, well, life begins conception. No, it doesn't. Oh, actually here's a Princeton study that says it does. Right. Mm -hmm. We have the ability to back our claims and they don't. And I think that that's why they revert to violence. I think you're right. Yeah, I, I agree with you totally because they don't know how to, re you're right, they don't know how to respond. And it's sort of almost like a child does when it doesn't know how to communicate, right? L <laughs> little kids, you know, lash out. That's why they have tantrums, right? Because they don't know how to communicate what they're really feeling. <laughs> and I think that that's what they're doing. Um, no, that, that, that's really great stuff. So, so specifically about Amy Coney Barrett, you know, she, without question, I've even seen polls and I don't always trust polls, but that the majority of Americans think that she should be, she, she should be approved and on the Supreme Court, uh, forget, you know, philosophies. I mean, this is one smart, successful woman, as you said, you asked that individual about, uh, you know, their desire to promote women and women in leadership and here she is and he doesn't support her. Um, wh what is it for you as a, as a young woman uh, to see someone like Amy Coney Barrett, who not only is extremely successful, uh, very smart, <laughs> she always makes me feel stupid to be quite frank, um, a mother, she, she does it all, right? She, you know, the, a lot of the women's organizations or groups put forward this mantra, especially to young women that, Number one, you need to be the highest echelons of society or career, right? Which is great, great thing to do. And you can't do it if you're married or especially have any kids, right? And here's this woman who's achieving something that, you know, 0.0001% of the world will achieve. And she did so without being a part of that women's movement, while being a mother, by being a good mother, and she's also very successful. So how does it make you as a young woman feel seeing someone like Amy Coney Barrett? 
I think that she is one of the most amazing role models that I could have. I mean, she shatters the pro-choice narrative. And not only that, I think she embodies what a true feminist is. She said, I'm not going to sacrifice my children. I'm not going to sacrifice my family. I'm not going to sacrifice my religion. I'm not going to sacrifice my family. She shows that women can do it all and women can do it well. I mean, a lot of people say, well, you know, people need abortion because they need to focus on their career. Amy Coney Barrett did both. Mm -hmm. And not only that, she's now being nominated to the highest court in the nation. It's not just she was able to hold a job and have children. No, she accomplished everything in a way that proves that women are strong enough to do it all. And I think that that's what's so ironic about this is we have feminists that are protesting a woman. Not only that, a woman who is so well-qualified, who is so strong, who is so well-spoken and is so successful, I think it really shows that the pro-choice side is not pro-woman, they're pro-abortion. Because in every conversation I'd say, well, why don't you support Amy Coney Barrett? Is it because she's not qualified? I had one one woman say, no, she's very well-qualified, but I don't like her because she doesn't support abortion. And I think that that spoke volumes to prove that it really comes down to the fact that they don't like her. They're not pro-woman, they're pro-woman who agree with them. And I think that Amy Coney Barrett could not be a better representation for conservative women, for people who wanna strive for a career and you know have children. That's my desire, right? Is to be a mother and to have children. And I think that that should be valued. I think the problem with the pro-feminist movement, you know, they're going too far to where now all of a sudden you're not successful unless you have a career. You know, and so if all I want to do be is just a mother, then that's no longer valued. But being a mother is one of the most amazing things that a woman can do. And I think that Amy Coney Barrett really shows up. Yeah, that, that's very well put. Very well put. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think that, uh, you know, they should be proud of her, just like I think the black community should be cl- proud of Clarence Thomas. And yet he's missing from the African-American museum in DC, right? They, they, they almost don't look at him as a part of it. And it's simply because he's conservative and they, you know, you were, I'm not sure how old you might've been when Clarence Thomas um, was being, was going through this same process, but he was utterly destroyed. Very similar uh, means as uh, 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 justice Kavanaugh was as well, which was disgraceful. And that was all about abortion as well. So, um, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I think they sh- she should be a role model for, for really anyone, men or women. I mean, my, my wife works from home and we have eight kids and it's very difficult and challenging and she does a great job. And um, that's something that other women should look at her and say, wow, that's amazing. Doesn't mean you have to have eight kids. You could have two kids. I don't care. But um, let people live the life that they want to live, right? All right. So Autumn, I do have to ask you a little bit about yourself because I, um, I did look into your, you know, obviously doing some research on your group and, and your involvement and things like that. And again, it's a fantastic group, studentsforlife.org. Please visit it. Check them out on Facebook. You guys have phenomenal uh, posts on Facebook. You have phenomenal writers. Uh, I had a couple writers uh, from your group on here, uh, Brenna, uh, was on, for example, and, and you guys are writing some great stuff and doing great things. And if you're listening and you're a college student age and you want to be a part of Students for Life on your campus or start a Students for Life on your campus, um, that's the place to go to find out about it. But in looking into you, I, I came across a, a YouTube video that was put out 
and uh, that you put out and uh, it was very inspirational. I, I watched it and I was like, wow, this is great. I can do a whole episode on this. But, you know, tell me if you could about that, uh, that the YouTube video. And then I'll, of course, we could recommend people to go to it and, and watch it. So I was 16 when I first dove into the pro-life movement. I've been pro-life my whole life. I grew up in a conservative Christian home. And so that was a value that we always talked about is the mm -hmm. sanctity of life. I knew why I was pro-life, but I wasn't doing anything about it. I mean, to be fair, I was 16, but still I wasn't doing anything. Um, but I saw a Teen Vogue article pop up on my Facebook page and it was titled, What to Get a Friend Post-Abortion. I read the article and I was appalled. Um, not only were they glamorizing abortion, but they were being dishonest about what abortion was. And I remember thinking, no matter where you stand on abortion, this is not the message people should be receiving, and especially not from a teen magazine. Mm -hmm. So I sat down and I wrote a 10-minute response. Um, I reached out to Students for Life of America. I had heard about them because there was a club on my local college campus near me. Uh, and I said, hey, I, I made this video. Do you guys want it? And they graciously accepted it and they shared it on their platforms. And I remember by the end of the day, there was 200,000 views on this video. And by the end of the week, there were several million. It had got caught wow. by many different news outlets. I mean, it blew up in a way that I never expected. And I remember thinking, what did I just do? <laughs> I think that maybe I'm being called to the pro-life movement. Um, so I teamed up with Students for Life from there. I was getting speaking requests, interview requests. And keep in mind, I was doing nothing. So this was all new to me. And yeah. I felt a little bit overwhelmed. I remember telling my mom, okay, I just need to learn everything about everything because I don't know what I'm doing. But I really just dove in. I just said, yes, this is what I'm doing. Um, and for a while, I really struggled with my identity in the pro-life movement because I remember thinking, I'm nobody special. I don't have a radical testimony or a crazy story. And I was surrounded by phenomenal pro-life activists like Abby Johnson, an ex-Planned Parenthood director who quit her job and is now helping people get out of the industry. Yep. People like David Delighton who went undercover to expose the fetal harvesting industry of Planned Parenthood. Yep. People like Kristen Hawkins, who's a mother, an activist and the president of Students for Life. And I remember thinking, I don't know where I fit in. I'm just a girl and that's it. But then I realized, I think that's why I was called to this movement, because I can stand in a group of people my age and say, if I can do it, you can do it. And I think that that's the power is the pro-life movement is not all led by, you know, people with radical stories. It's led by ordinary people who care. And I think mm -hmm. that that's all we need. And if everybody who just cared spoke up and used their voice, think about where we would be in this movement. And so my story, I think, is that anybody can do it and anybody can make a difference. And I don't think anybody should discount their own voice because you never know the ways that it will be used. Um, and so I've been working with Students Wife ever since. I've had some really amazing opportunities. I was invited to the White House by Mike Pence. It was me and 11 other students. We got to talk about pro-life issues as well as speaking at phenomenal pro-life events and then attending the March for Life every year, which is my favorite week of the year. I look forward to it all year. Um, so it's just been really amazing to just see yeah. the doors that opened um, and really just because I said yes and I just decided to jump in and do it. Yeah, oh, that's great. And it, it, it's amazing, it, especially at such a young age. I don't even want to think about what I was doing at age 16 and, and whether or not I had the maturity to do something like that, which I did not. Uh, so if anyone wants to watch the whole video, I think it's about nine or nine minutes long or, or around that. It, it, you would just search for, uh, it's called Speaking Up for Life, Autumn Lindsay's Story. And you could just uh, search into, the, into uh, YouTube or Google and you could find it there. 
so I want to end with um, what you guys are planning on Monday or coming up after that, even uh, since the vote on Amy Coney Barrett is Monday, as in those of you listening to this, it's tomorrow. Um, tell me what you guys got going on. So the SCOTUS squad is ready to mobilize. We'll be out at SCOTUS as well as the Senate buildings, just kind of waiting. Um, we're going to be doing Facebook lives off the Students for Life page. So if you want live updates, we'll be doing Facebook lives throughout the day, giving updates as we receive them. We are really, really hopeful that they will confirm her. We've been in multiple cities encouraging our senators to vote. We've been encouraging everybody to encourage their voters. There's a, um, you do protect life in law.com and it'll bring you to a page to where you can connect with your local senator um, because it is coming up but it's not too late to continue to encourage them and say you know she is well qualified she is an amazing candidate we must confirm her now um, so tomorrow or Monday is going to be a big day we're really really excited we are just going to be out there all day waiting um, we are expecting quite a few protesters mm -hmm. um, you know because this is big it means a lot. Roe v. Wade is potentially on the line and the pro-choice side hates ACB. And so I'm sure they will be there to protest her, but we will be there to back her, to support her, pray for her. Um, so it's going to be an exciting day. And then after that, you know, things kind of die down and then the election. So mm -hmm. just crazy time of the year. <laughs> it is. It's a crazy time, but uh, we need people like you and your organization and in the, um, SCOTA squad, as you're calling them, and, and just your whole group, Students for Life. Uh, yeah, so thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate this. It was extremely informative and, and really perfect timing for, for Monday <clears throat> for the vote. So um, I wish you guys all the best of luck and, and safety out there. Yeah, uh, with for having me on here. Yeah, my pleasure. And I, I'd love to have you back. I always say this to everyone, you're always welcome back. If there's ever something you want to talk about, um, I may even, you know, reach out to you after the confirmation right. and uh, maybe get a quick update if there's anything. But uh, thanks so much for all that you're doing. Thanks for being on. Again, um, Autumn Lindsay, uh, you could catch her uh, online at, at uh, uh, on Facebook or any of the uh, social media sites and at studentsforlife.org. Please check them out. Autumn, thanks so much. Thank you.